This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Everyone's a Critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan and we have an interview today. We are speaking with Hanan Aslan, who is a stand-up comedian, a performer, and she's got a show coming up on the 28th of October at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. The name of the show is Homecoming, not spelt in the way that you might expect. Hanan, welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Uh, what? I was going to say, let's start with the title. Uh, um, just to say, it's per, it's spelt C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Oh, uh, gosh, I did not think we were going to talk about this. Well, I was going to ask you, while still being able to stay on air, what the title is meant to indicate and what the show is going to be about. Uh, wow, I did not come prepared. Um, well, <laughs> the show, uh, it's its just a little play on words. Um, it's homecoming, meaning, well, I, my, my mom uh, tried schooling me on this. She said it sounded very American, you know, like homecoming dance or something. But mm-hmm. I'm Malaysian. I don't know why it's homecoming. For me, homecoming means coming home. And maybe that's not the meaning. And maybe I got it wrong. And this is why I uh, am the uneducated one in my family. Uh, So homecoming for me is just me back in KL, back in home after a year away uh, and just celebrating celebrating, um, how much I've missed KL and... uh, Having a little little show with some of the best comics in Malaysia. I, I definitely want to talk about the coming back to Malaysia part. Yeah. Um, but from the title, I think one can expect a little bit of bodiness, a little bit of naughtiness. You've also spoken about how you want to explore issues related to gender, to feminism. What will we be seeing in this regard? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the thing about my personal practice is that sometimes it's a little unpredictable. Um, I It feels that every project I've done uh, in the last couple of years, but maybe for forever, every last project, uh, the process is different, the product is different, because my mindset is different, my temperament is different. Um, the medication I'm on is different. So if your question is what can the audience expect from Homecoming, mm. uh, what I can say for sure is in the first half you can expect uh, three of the best comics in Malaysia. One Malaysia, friggin' show, so awesome. Uh, we have Brian Tan uh, who has been doing stand-up for uh, maybe 12 years, maybe more. He's a veteran in the scene. He's been sponsored by the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Very funny. We have Irfan Mansour, who's a new face. He's he's quite fresh. He's been doing it maybe three years. And professionally, he's starting to dip his toes in. So he's my opening act. And he's he's very... Um, He's the new kid, la, new kid on the block. Uh, and then we have a special guest. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> so this, this guy, he is technically retired. He is my favorite Malaysian comic. And he wouldn't call himself a comic anymore. 
but I still call him a comic. He's the best. He's just his writing, his performing. Ah, oh, the he's just ah. Oh, if if you if you if you if you if you if you're not feeling like coming to the show, just come watch this guy set, and then you can leave during the break. I will not take any offense. <laughs> you don't even have to come watch my bit. Just come for this guy, and he's special. So I'm not gonna not gonna say his name. <laughs> he wouldn't want the attention anyway. He 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 stopped uh, doing stand up, and he's uh, focusing on making uh, internet videos. We're very different. He's also my publicist. Um, anyway, so this guy, he's just phenomenal. He's just he's just a killer. So yeah, the, from the first half, you can expect quite a quite a traditional uh, stand up um, structure. And then we have a break. And then so the second half, I I like to experiment. Um, and then with stand up in particular, I found myself being more and more drawn to. Um, riffing which is which is stand up improvisation i do some lyrical improvisation um a lot of yeah so so yeah, improvisation but honestly we we we're, we're filming this now so i don't know at the, on the day itself if if that's going to be what it is i do have a lot of uh, new new brand new material that i have not performed uh, in kl um uh, but i but sometimes when i'm on stage i get uh lost in the moment and then the material just stays uh in my notes so <laughs> i i can't confirm la i'm sorry i don't want anyone to hold me accountable okay to... you don't want to promise something you don't deliver uh, exactly okay. fair enough exactly. uh okay how about themes or ideas what would you what would we see yeah it was very interesting what you said earlier about the gender and the feminism because Honestly, I do not really talk about these things explicitly. It's more the fact that I am who I am. I have the experiences I've experienced. I have the sense of humor that I have. I have the aesthetic that I enjoy. And I am uh, trying. I'm I'm trying to be authentically me and to not emulate anyone. I'm I'm trying to be honest and have good intentions with uh, my craft. I, I'm trying to connect with the audience. So um, I think because we live in a current uh, ugh, a current societal environment where people make things political and people make things about making statements um but for mila i'm i'm not i think it's great i i think if you are using stand up or any performing arts um as a form of of activism i think that's a beautiful uh powerful thing to do uh I'm not at that stage. Uh, so it's not that I have a message or a statement to make. Lah. It's just, uh, I'm just, <laughs> I want to um, make the audience happy for a bit. Never a bad thing to want to make people happy, honestly. Who would you say are some of your inspirations when it comes to not just the kind of comedy you do, but perhaps where you'd like to be? Oh wow, that's a beautiful question. Oh, this is I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, um controversial. <laughs> My job has been stand up for the last hot minute. 
I do not particularly enjoy watching stand up, especially recorded. I do not. I do not watch specials. Live, I. It's. I wouldn't go out of my way to go to a stand up show if it wasn't my friend, <laughs> someone I'm hooking up with. Uh, so, but, but. That said, um, I definitely have people in my life that I, gosh, I want to say idolize because I think I do put them on a pedestal. Um, first person that comes to mind, Paul Ogata, Japanese-American pro-comic for the last, I don't know, 20 years. He's, uh, he's headlined here in, in KL. He's headlined um, all around the world. He does cruise ships. <laughs> yeah, that's how he makes his big cash. What a glamorous job. So Paul Agatha, he is just so brilliant. Uh, he really helped me see the capabilities and the capacity and the and the flexibility of a stand-up comic because I opened for him. This was in Hong Kong in 2016. Uh, I, I opened for him maybe, maybe six gigs um, over the course of a couple of weeks. And every single gig I would perform, I would open for him, and then I would watch him, and every single gig would be a totally different set. Because he would have material, he has he has he has bits, but it is carry it it it, oh, it his his improvisation, his riffing, his crowd work, his he comes up with things on the fly. He he talks to people. He really listens. He really listens. He talks to people, not at people. It's not just a script with Paul Ogata. With Paul Ogata, you get some amazing punchy lines that he's written, and then you get this 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 sassy flavor of a of a Japanese American <laughs> nice. Um, so respectful. He's 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 a wholesome wholesome. That's why I refer to the two types of comics that I've met: wholesome wholesome or degenerate. So Paul Ogata, wholesome wholesome. He ah, oh, it he just because before Paul, I think I my only experience with stand up was watching uh, uh, gigs uh, mostly in KL and then a bit in Singapore. And um, at the time when I started, when I started in twenty fifteen. There weren't so many. There weren't a lot of alternative acts. Um, so Paul really, really opened a door for me in my in my repertoire, my skill set. Uh, and then I guess um, internationally, my maybe my top three comics. Um, I love The Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. They were the first... No, the first music comic I heard was Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> <Of course. laughs> um, uh, so The Lonely Island, I love their style. Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham is, is just... He is another one. Uh, he's, he's, he's not just a comic. He's a multidisciplinary artist. And he's just... Uh, he's, just a, he's a genius. He's a musical genius. And um, uh, yeah, and then Paul Gata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my top three. 
We're speaking with Hanan Aslan, who is a performer and a stand-up comedian. She's got a show coming up called Homecoming that's happening on the 28th of October at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. If you'd like to get tickets, you can head on over to cloudtix.co. We'll be back after this for more with Hanan, so keep it here on Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. Woo! Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and I'm joined today by Hanan Aslan, who is a performer and a stand-up comedian. She's got a show coming up on the 28th of October called Homecoming. Hanan, just to pick up where we left off, that aspect about coming home really which you said is a a big part of what the show is you were away in the UK for a year studying so this marks your return to the KL stage how did your time there shape you as a performer what are you bringing to the show from that oh god (laughs) whoa dude you can't name your show that and then groan when you're asked the question (laughs) all your questions all your questions man tough love Ah, okay. Um, no, 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 no. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't want to sound ungrateful, uh, but the truth is, in terms of career, in terms of stand up, London is the um, the toughest, uh, the coldest, the most competitive. Um, and I suppose the unfriendliest. I'm sorry, British people. I'm just I'm just talking about my experience and 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 the unfriendliest uh, industry that I've uh, come across. And I've I've uh, yeah I've I um and I again I don't want to sound ungrateful because I had the 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 amazing uh, opportunity to be there and to pursue this. Um, yeah, but yeah, in terms of stand-up, it was very, very hard. It was like a slap to the face. It was uh, degrading. It was, um, I guess, a bit of a wake-up call. It was the first time that I really struggled with stand-up. Because up until that point, um, honestly, it feels like everything, a lot. Every, yeah, everything everything I've done uh, was just handed to me. Um, did not have to hustle much uh i was very very lucky and i took that for granted now i'm very very grateful for the experience and now i realize that i took things for granted law and now i realize that i need to work harder if i want to support the people that i love yeah i guess a change uh, a, a, a bit of a shift in my priorities uh i was in i, I was enrolled in uni for the first time uh, for the first time, I was in uni for the first time. I avoided it. I avoided it for as long as I could, man. And I got Asian parents, yo. <laughs> so, um, I was in uni for the first time, and I was pretending that I was focusing on that, but really, I was focusing on my personal life. And yeah, it was it was fun. It was really fun not having the I don't know. It's, it's, it was really fun um, rebranding for a bit because my whole adult life uh, is uh, has been fueled by and uh, led by stand-up comedy because I started when I was 20 and then um, 
yeah, very quickly it became my job. So again, not ungrateful, wouldn't change a thing, no regrets, so happy, so lucky, hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, when I was in, when I went to uni for the first time, I had an excuse to not uh, work. So I took that excuse and then just uh, pretended to uh, be doing uni work law and <laughs> meeting a lot of um, attractive individuals. Uh, and uh, I don't know, I, I've tangent, I've tangented, I've tangented, yeah, that's a real word. <laughs> so you've mentioned playing an instrument, which I actually still don't know what because I haven't seen you perform yeah. before. Um, you mentioned riffing and audience interaction. What do you want the audience to take away from your show? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hard question. I, I prepared for this. You know, when I, was, um, when I was doing my poop, I was thinking, I was practicing. I was like, oh, yes. So uh, this is me on, on, on the radio. <laughs> this is the timber of my voice. I am poised. I am elegant. I will not apologize for speaking. And then now I come in this little studio and then you and then you you bombard me with these hard hitting questions. Gosh. Not how I thought this interview what would is go, this? to be honest. No, no, no. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um the thoughtful I really appreciate the thoughtful flow that you've uh, put together for this. Which you've completely scuppered. But I, I oh but what? Scuppered I I've been good. I've been answering Damn. So what do I want the audience to take away versus what the audience will take away? I feel are two different uh, situations. What I want the audience to take away is I want them to enjoy the first half because I love these three acts. Um, And then from my set, I guess I want them to... I want them to be enjoying themselves and not be thinking about work um, or, you know, what they're going to do later. I want them to be present uh, with me. I want to be present for them, with them. Um, What I want them to take away is I want them to feel that... I want them to 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 be assured that I care because I do care because I think I think I feel it's important to care um and I love I love I love performing in KL <laughs> people um there's a there's a quote by a famous uh, philosopher Canadian philosopher Aubrey Drake, um, he, 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 he talks about how you, um, you wish where you were now back then, but now you wish you were where you were when you were there. And I think a lot of a Malaysian, um, culture is to, put other countries on a pedestal, particularly maybe like Western. And again, not ungrateful, so lucky. Having seen that, I've, uh, being away for a lot of my career has made me 
appreciate and see the beauty in Malaysia. So I love, 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 love performing in KL. There's no place like home. And I want the audience on the 28th to know that they're special to me. And I'm genuinely there for them because the business, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a business person, you know. We live in a capitalist society, but I'm, I'm, I can't pretend to be who I'm not. I just love performing and I want the audience to take that away, I guess. You know, I, I think, I think that's what I want. Hanan, thanks yeah. for speaking with us today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking with Hanan Aslan, who is a performer and a stand-up comedian, whose show, Homecoming, is coming up on the 28th of October at the Kuala Lumpur Performing Arts Centre. If you'd like to get tickets, you can head on over to cloudtix.co. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.